Hello and welcome to Praying on Purpose. This morning, I want to begin to talk about that which is undoubtedly the most important word that we will ever say in davening, the most important word in brachos, and I think we would all agree, the most important word in Lashon HaKodesh in Hebrew and perhaps any language, and that is the name of God. We know that in the Hebrew language we have numerous names. Most of them are what? Chazal kol kinuyim, which are more like nicknames or descriptions that we use to describe different aspects of how we relate to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So for example, the name Elohim, the name Kel, Shakai, these are all names that are used to describe HaKadosh Baruch Hu without using his real name. But the name that we call the Shem Havaya, the Shem HaMafurash, which is written Yudke Vavke and pronounced Adonai, that is the word that we find primarily used in the Torah, describing God. That is the word that we use in the beginning of every bracha, and it is a word which is found repeatedly throughout davening, again and again and again. I am not going to go through the count. I'm not even going to try to estimate. But we say the name of Hashem hundreds of times throughout the day. Um, and that puts a tremendous responsibility on each and every one of us to at least try to understand what it is that we are saying, or perhaps more importantly, what should our kavana be when we are saying that name. So there is actually a specific halach in Shulchan Aruch about this very question. Generally, you will not find that the Mechab and Shulchan Aruch is going to tell us what kavanish we should have for every word in davening. That is very much not the case. But over here, there is an entire simon. It's a short simon, but there's a simon in Shulchan Aruch, simon hey, in the very beginning of Shulchan Aruch, which is titled Kavana Sabrachos, the kavana that a person should have when reciting brachos. And the Mechaber begins by telling us, First and foremost, when a person is reciting the brachos, it's appropriate to know what, what you're saying. Because that, that's why we that's why we're having this conversation, especially on Thursdays, when we talk about what it is that we are saying. Last couple of weeks ago, we talked about Baruch. We spent a week or two on Ata. And now we are up to the Shem Hashem. And says the Mechabe Kishiyazgir Hashem. When a person says the Shem Hashem, Yechavin Perush Kriaso. He should have kavana to in the interpretation of the way that he is reading the word, meaning ba'adnus. When the person says Adonai, which literally means my master, Shuhu Adon Hakol. A person when saying that word should say that God is Adon Hakol, the master of all. It's going to take more time, and I'm not even sure that we're going to do this right now to really talk about what that means. To think about Akadish Barhu's being Adon, which means that I am his Eved. But the first point says Machaber is that one should have Kavana, Ba'adnos, Shuhu Adon Hakol. And then he says, Vihavin Biksivaso, a person should also have kavana to try to tap into a little bit about the meaning of the word the way it is written. Meaning the word that we see in front of us generally, I mean there are exceptions, but generally it is not Aleph Dalid Nun Yud. We see the Yud, the He, and then the Vav and the He. That is Shahaya Vahova Vahova The kind of concept that Akadish Baruch Hu transcends time, was, is, and always will be which means a lot more than just HaKadosh Baruch Hu transcends time. That's a completely different meaning. In other words, in other words, what the Mechaber is teaching, this is pretty much word for word straight out of the tour, is that the Shem Hashem is very interesting, because generally speaking, we read exactly what we see in front of us. If there's a word that is 
written a certain way, that's how we read it. We can sometimes, if we're coming across a word that we've never seen before, we'll just try to, you know, use the, you know, the or understanding of Hebrew language and just follow, follow whatever phonetic form there is in order to, to construct the word the way it's written. We don't do that with the Shem Hashem. We look at what it says, the Yud, the hey, the Vav, and the hey, but that's not what we read. We say the word Adonai. And the Mechaber says that we should try to have Kavana for both of these. Now, this could be a li- little overwhelming. It's difficult enough, as we know, to concentrate at all on davening what I'm saying over here. I have to hold two things in my head at the same time. What exactly does that mean? So the Mishnah over here quotes from the Vilna Gon, who says, Adin, it is not necessary, it's not necessary for a person to really have kavana, elaperish kiriaso. Generally speaking, he says, we go after the way you read a word, not what is written in front of you. So the Vilna Gon seems to be saying that if you have kavana, when you say the Shem Hashem for for the Shem Adnus, that Hashem is Adon, I call the master of all, that's okay. He said, Levad When it comes to Kriyashma, when saying, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Alekinu, Hashem Achad, so over there it is important that a person takes a little more time with the Shem Hashem and try to incorporate both of these ideas in his mind at the same time. But still, the Mechaber, the Gra is not disagreeing with the Mechaber that there is a value, there is something important over here about trying to sort of incorporate these two meanings in our head at the same time. Now, what's going on over here? This is clearly an unusual type of situation. There is a classic situation, which is rare, but we have it, the concept of a kriyuksiv. There are times where there's a word that's written a certain way in the Torah, and it's pronounced differently. But there, and this is what the Vilna Gon seems to be saying, what we're most interested in is the kriy, the way it is read, the way it is read, not the way it appears in front of us. But over here, we're trying to incorporate both of these meanings in our mind, at the, at the same time, we're trying to sort of bring both of these concepts into our prayers. And and why is that? Why should what 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 is the basis behind that? So this is seems to be based on a Gemara in Maseches Psachim. The Gemara in Dafnud Maseches Psachim tells us, based on a pasuk that we all know, Vayomahu on that day, Yeh Hashem Achad On that day, God will be one, and His name will be one. And the Gemara asks an obvious question: What today? God is not one. Today, His name is not one. What does that mean? HaKadosh Baruch Hu is perfect today. What does it mean on that day? Someday in the future. The Yimosa Mashiach, God will be one. What does that mean? So the Gemara says, There's a difference between where we are now and where we will be in the future. Maybe this is referring to Olam Haba, not just the Yimosa Mashiach, but literally Olam Haba in a more transcendent world. Regardless, Rav Nachman Yitzchak says that the difference between here and there, now and then. Olam Says the Gemara, this word, this world, niktav dalid. Says the Gemara, this, in this world, we write the Shem Hashem with the Yud Hey and then the Vav Hey, but that's not how we pronounce it. We pronounce it Aleph Dalit, meaning Adonai. Avalo Olam Haba, but in the world to come, Kulo Echad, it will be one name, Nikra Biyud Hey, We will write it one way and we will pronounce it the same way. So says the Gemara. So this is a fascinating idea, one that really should spark a tremendous amount of curiosity. Clearly, clearly the Gemara is trying to convey a message which is much deeper than that which appears on the surface. But we seem to have discovered the point in which this, this tension, this special direction that Chazal is teaching us, that we have to try to have two kavanas in our head at the same time. This is not a regular word. This is not a regular calling of the Shem Hashem. This is a name that has embedded within it two different types of ideas. And there's this tension between Olam Azeh and Olam Abba. Right now we're limited, and the future we'll have less limitation. 
and we're, we're trying to sort of incorporate these two ideas together. What what does this mean? So another clue, perhaps, is the Gemara goes on to say, there's another difference between this world and the next world. In this world, on good news, we say, when a person encounters uh, whatever, there's a wonderful event in one's life, person uh, is, is okay to have, uh, to, 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 to purchase, uh, let's say, a new car, a new home, and especially if that is going to be used uh, for mitzvot and is going to, it's going to facilitate uh, chesed that's done for others. So a person recites the bracha of hatova meitiv, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is wonderful, so good to me. And what about Basuros Ra'os? Bad news, unfortunately, when one hears about the death of another person, the bracha is Baruch Dayanemes. Says the Gemara, Lo'olamaba, kulu hatova meitiv. In Olamaba, Everything that happens, no matter what sort of experiences one has, no matter what sort of tidings one hears, it'll always be atov hametiv. Now, what does that mean? Why would anybody, anybody ever recite the words atov hametiv on what we would call bad news? So I see that we're we're almost at the end of our time because I try to keep with uh, within a certain time limit over here. But I'm spending time on this to really sort of develop the question. The question, uh, and I'm I'm gonna begin, I'm just going to begin to answer this right now. We're going to need to take a little more time with this. So unlike most of our messages until now, we're going to sort of break this conversation into at least two parts. But again, the halacha is that when we say the Shem Hashem, we're supposed to have two kavanos in mind, ideally, says the Mechaber. Adonakol, which is the way we pronounce the word, and Hoya Hovavigia, the way we see the word in front of us. And we bring both of these kavanas in our mind at the same time. The Vilna Gon says, we don't have to make ourselves crazy. If we have in mind, I don't call that is sufficient. But when we're saying Kriyashma, we should try to have both ideas in our mind. But what's going on over here? Why can't we just say what we mean or mean what we say? What's, what's going on? And we're suggesting that perhaps this is based on a Gemara in Masechus Pesachim, where the Gemara tells us that in this world, our perspective is limited. Our perspective prevents us, our, our limitations uh, prevent us from being able to look at the Shem Hashem, and pronounce what we see. It seems almost, it seems almost as if what Chazal is telling us is that in this world, there's only so much that we can understand. There's only so much that is revealed and the rest is hidden. And so therefore, we don't want to completely sort of give up on the dream of being able to realize, to understand, to appreciate, to connect to something which is very transcendent. But at the same time, we have to understand that in this world, we are limited. So I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at that. There is more to say. Um, for those of you who are wondering, wait a second, I, I don't understand the answer. It's because I haven't really given it yet. What I have is I've provided you with the source, the Gemara and Pesachim, which is going to help us understand this a little better. Uh, maybe, honestly, having a week to just sort of allow this to digest this idea a little bit, to think about it a little bit, will be good for each and every one of us. And Bezos Hashem, when we pick up this conversation next week, uh, we'll be able to understand with a little more clarity what exactly this means. That in this world we say the Shem Hashem differently than we read it. Until then, until then, we should certainly try, as the Machabi teaches in Simon Hay and Shulchan Aruch, to be Machavein, to try to have proper Kavana every time we say the Shem Hashem, at the very least, that Hashem is Adon Hakol. And if we still la- slow down a little bit and look at the name in front of us and we see the Yud Hey Vav Hey, it can also and should remind us that Baruch Hu is truly transcendent, uh, tapping in one to, once again to a completely different idea in our connection with the Shem Hashem. To be continued. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day.